Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Expressions of Faithfulness, presented by Pastor Alan Moss on February 28th, 2016. Uh, I read my Bible. Does that make it everything I need to do? I'll ask you guys that. Is that all you really need to do? No. Because you know what that means? That means this. If we're doing all that, which are great things, but what are we really doing? We're just kind of going through the motions, aren't we, Rick? I mean, we forget that it takes so much more of that. It really does. Let's see what Galatians says. Open your Bibles. You better have your Bibles. No, I'm teasing you. Yeah. But if you open your Bibles to Galatians 5, chapter 16, it says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You know what that's really telling us right there? It's telling us this, that in order for us to go to church, read our Bibles, be a part of a small group, and all those are great things, but we have to do it from where? From within. Our, we have to be walking with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And in order to accept the Holy Spirit of God, which, by the way, when we fell on things, if, if we remember in Acts, he gave us a helper. Matt, who was that helper? <laughs> I prepped him earlier. No, he knew. God gave us the Holy Spirit to get through tough things. In order to walk with God in God's way, he knew we were going to fail. He knows we're going to fail all the time. So he gave us a helper. And it says right here, walk in the Spirit. Because see, if we're doing all these great things, which they're great things, you know, don't get me wrong. But if we're just doing them to do the motions, then we are going to be so tempted by everything in this world. We're going to be tempted not to be trustworthy. We're going to be tempted not to be loyal. We're going to be tempted not to be steadfast. How do I know these things? I fell at them all the time, but look at the world. Go outside these doors. Look at the world. Do you know they estimate, estimate that every day there's a thousand plus abortions in this world. So in 2016, there will be thousands upon thousands of abortions. How much divorce do we have nowadays? You know, I was talking to a really good friend last night about marriage. And we kind of talked about, you know, how society now almost makes it better not to be married than to be married. What does God say about marriage? How can we be loyal to something if we don't start in here? See, if you're married, you should have a very strong symbol and expression of your loyalty 
to your wife, and it's this ring. But this is just a ring. That's all it is. It can come off. I can put it on. Of course, I don't think I can get it off because my fingers are too fat. But it can come off and on all the time. But if you don't know what this stands for, then all it is is a piece of metal. It might be pretty and it might be shiny and it might have cost you a lot, but that's really all it is. This is an expression of your loyalty to the person you gave your heart to. If you didn't give her your heart, or wives, if you didn't give your husband your heart, then this right here basically means nothing. God says, walk in the Spirit. If you want to walk God's way, walk in the Spirit. Now, we kind of kind of go from there. You know, uh, I want to read. We're actually going to go back in time. We're going to go all the way back to Deuteronomy. I know, I'm making you guys use your Bible. I'm sorry. But if we go to Deuteronomy, this is interesting. We're going to go all the way back to before we had the Holy Spirit. We're going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32. It says this, Therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Now, let me kind of give you a backstory of what's going on here. This is Moses talking to the people. Now, Moses knows they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Moses also knows he ain't going. He's not going to get to go to the promised land. And by the way, the Ten Commandments that we're, talk, we're going to talk about here, because that's what he was doing. He was referencing the Ten Commandments, which, by the way, he, he smashed because the people were, you know, partying hardy while he was getting them. You know, and when he came back, God, he didn't like that, and God didn't like that, and he broke those Ten Commandments. Well, he was referencing them here before God gave him the second set. You know, and so he was talking about the Ten Commandments, and this had been a long time after that. You know, and the people were struggling with God at that time. And what they were struggling with is they were saying, you know, God's really not a God of love. He's a God of just, you know, power. He's, he's, he's not a, a caring God. Even though they'd seen all these miracles, they still were convinced they didn't know whether he really loved them that much or not. You know, so Moses took the time and he said, Guys, therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. Now, you shall not turn aside to the right or to the left. Now, he's not talking politics there. So you can't turn to the right or to the left. Jason, got you. He's talking about that straight and narrow path. The hardest one to walk. See, it's easy to turn aside, isn't it, Rick? It's easy to get distracted from this world and just say, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. But it is so hard to walk down the middle, to walk in God's way. 
You know, that's one reason why he gave us the Ten Commandments. That's our his laws. And have you really ever studied them? Because if you do, you'd find out what I found out. There's two parts to the Ten Commandments. Did you know that? There's two parts. The first part is the first four verses. And the first four verses basically talk about your relationship. I mean, the first four commandments talk about your relationship with God, your faithfulness to Him. Don't believe me? It says, I am the Lord your God. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Are you going to be faithful to God with that, or is your God TV? Because I struggle with that one. Is your, God, is your God alcohol? Is your God being a thief? Is your God being a liar? What is your God? Is your God pornography? Is your God cheating on your spouse? What's your God? Your relationship. That's the first one, your relationship to God. You shall know however God's before me. The second one, you shall make, not make yourself any, any false images. That's your relationship to Him. Your faithfulness to Him. So the first four talk about how you're going to be faithful to God. That's what those are. The next six talk about our faithfulness to each other. And to, to man, thou shalt not lie. Can you really lie to God? No, you really can't because He knows our thoughts before we do. He knows our hearts. It's, you really can't lie to God. So why would He say you shall not lie? Because he He's talking about your relationship with each other. Are you going to be faithful to that? Because if we're faithful to each other, we're probably walking in God's way, aren't we, Rance? Because we've probably accepted His Holy Spirit in us. He's our helper. We've accepted Him. Makes it easy. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. What can you steal from God? You ever thought about that? No, we can't steal anything from Him. Can you kill Him? <coughs> That's a joke. No, we can't. See, it's not about that. It's about seeing how faithful we are to keep His commandments. And it's more important to keep them every day with us. That's how He sees if we're walking in Him and if we're doing it right. You know, it also says, let me see if I've got it here. We do not, you are not saved by what? You are not saved by works, but you are saved by what? Exactly. So being faithful by going to church and being nice to people, those are great. But remember, it all starts inside. We have to start there. Because we're not saved by our works. We are saved by grace through faith. That's how we're saved. That's when it means something. See, I could, like last night, I went to a Lobo game. Yeah, they lost. But you know what? It's not that big a deal to me. Sorry. I'm not a Lobo fan. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not from here, so I'm not a fan. But I can go to every single game. I'm just going through the motions. 
because it's not in my heart. God says the same thing. And when he's talking to the people, when Moses are talking to the people, he's reminding them, guys, be careful. Do as the Lord has commanded you. Don't look aside. Look down the middle. And it's amazing on how the Galatians, to me, goes with that. The Holy Spirit will help you walk down that middle. Because see, when, when Moses said this, when God told Moses to say this, he knew. When God gave us the Ten Commandments, he knew, man, they're going to fail miserably. They're constantly going to fail. They can't be faithful. They don't have faithfulness. They're going to turn on each other at the drop of a pen. He knew that. But he was preparing us. He's still preparing us. He sent Jesus Christ to make a way for us to walk in God's way. That's the best expression of faithfulness we can ever do. We can scream, we can shout, we can go to church every time the doors open. We can live here. But guys, the best expression of faithfulness to Him is accepting Him and walking in His way with a pure heart. Not fake, strictly pure. Now, why did God do this for us? Because he is faithful. God is very faithful. God will never, ever leave you. See, I know there's people in here today that are hurting. Life puts you down. Life constantly knocks us down. Life throws stuff at us that we think we just can't handle. Sometimes people turn on us that we would have never thought turn on us. Sometimes we lose loved ones. That's life. And God knew it. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows you've been knocked down. See, there's a difference between his faithfulness, and our faithfulness. His expressions of faithfulness, His promise. He promises us, just like He promised them. Remember where it says, Lord your God has commanded you that you may live and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. He's reminding them of that promise. I didn't bring you out of Egypt for nothing. I promise this to you. That's, his, that's one way of him expressing his faithfulness. He cannot be disloyal. God cannot be not steadfast. God cannot lie. So he is completely trustworthy. He has promised us 
a better life, a life of eternity if we accept Him and walk in His way. That's His promise. That's His expression of faithfulness. But you know what? He didn't stop there. He said, you know what? I just don't think they're ever going to understand, which we don't. We have a hard time understanding it. So God said, you know what? I'm going to express my faithfulness one more time, another way. I'm going to give them my son. And I'm going to give my son to them so they can take him and beat him and whip him and nail him to a cross to pay for their sins. That's how faithful I am to them. To us. Did he hold back on that promise? No, he sent his son. He didn't hold back. God does not hold back. God is so faithful. It's unbelievable. You know, we talked about how many abortions there are in this world. We talked about, you know, marriage is under attack. The family is under attack. It really is. Being a Christian is under attack more today. When we see videos of Christians being put on their knees and beheaded because of their faith, this world is messed up. And we're right in the middle of it. But I got four words for you. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. I know, I can't sing. Or dance. dance. Now, I don't know. I can dance. Give me a little country western music. I can get out there. (laughs) But guys, really, don't worry. Be happy. Why? Our God is so faithful. He has not changed His love for us from the from the very first day this book was written till the end, he has not changed his love for us. And Matthew, I love this. Jesus says at the Great Commission, when he's telling his disciples, you go and you walk God's way and you stay in that narrow path and you tell everybody you know about me, he says this, teaching him to observe all things, But he says, I am with you always. I am with you always, even to the end of age. That's Jesus telling us that. I am with you always. Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Because if you've accepted me as your personal Savior, you know the end of your story you know where you're going. We don't have to worry about the world. We can get out there and we can talk to as many people as we can and try to spread God's love to as many people as we can. But we do not have to worry about it overcoming us, taking us. Why? Because we're not going through the motions. 
If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, that Holy Spirit is in you. He's given you that helper. There is nothing to be afraid of. Who cares if they make fun of you? Who cares if they ridicule you? Are we not told we're going to be ridiculed? We're told right here you're going to be ridiculed constantly. Who cares? Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God living in us. When we walk God's way, there's nothing that can get us off. Nothing that can take us away from that. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, my son sends me these text messages. Every morning he sends them to our whole family. Yesterday, and he didn't know I was preaching, by the way. So yesterday he sent us a text message, a group text message for our family. And it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What are we worried about? What are we worried about? The only thing you've got to worry is if you haven't made that move. If you haven't given him your heart. If your heart has never been broken and mended at the same time, if you've never asked Him to come into your life, to be your Savior, to give you that helper, that Holy Spirit, to help you walk that narrow path so you don't turn to the right and you don't turn to the left. And the land He promises us have streets of gold. If you've done that, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you haven't, the wages of sin is death. And just like heaven is real, so is hell. But guys, don't worry. Be happy. Because God is faithful. He will never let you go. He is always there with his hands reached out, waiting for you to reach up to him. That's faithfulness. That's trustworthy. That's loyal. God's never going to get mad at you enough to turn his back on you. Which is kind of ironic because he actually, you know, when Jesus was on the cross, he had to turn his back on his son to pay for our sins. But he loves you that much more that he won't do that to us. Why? Because he promised us. And he is faithful. His promises are there forever. All we have to do is reach up to him. It's not that hard. We make it hard, but it's really not. We worry so much. I'm going to 
I hate to do this to you. If I can find it now. Oh, here. My son wrote, As daily circumstances consume more and more of our daily lives, don't lose sight of God. He is with us always, and we have no need to worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. See, the greatest danger to ourselves is worrying about tomorrow and missing out on today. That is so true. We worry more about what's going to happen for lunch than we do about whether we give our heart to God. We worry every time we get knocked down and we kick down. You want to test your loyalty? Because I can tell you mine right now. Every time something really hard happens to me sometimes, you know what the first words out of my mouth are? Where are you, God? Why would you leave me? We worry about that stuff. God is faithful. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry. If you have him in your life, are you really worried about tomorrow? As far as I'm concerned, tomorrow can be my last day. I'll go home. Who cares? I don't. Don't worry. Be happy. But guys, it starts with you. I can't do it for you. Floyd can't. Jeff can't. Matt can't. Rick can't. No pastor on staff. Any church. I don't care how big the church or how great the speaker. They cannot get you into heaven. They can point you the way. They can show you the way. And I can do that too. It's right here, by the way. It's in this book. See how easy that is? You want to find the way to heaven? Well, it's in this book. This is your direction, guide. This is your map. But I can't open the gate for you. I cannot get you there. I wish I could. I really do. But it's up to you. You want to keep worrying about tomorrow? You want to keep worrying about your future? You want to keep worrying about that stuff? Then don't give your heart to God. I'm going to tell you that right now. Don't. Because every tough thing that comes along your way is going to knock you down and keep you down. You want to be able to get back up? You want to be able to live today with a, so much joy and love and peace in your heart, not worrying about whether tomorrow is even going to come? Then come get on your knees. Swallow your pride. Swallow your ego. And say, I'm going to give you myself God I want you to take over my life because I'm doing a horrible job at it I worry about tomorrow I worry about the next day I worry about the next day I worry so much about the outside world I don't have time to even look at you stop God is faithful You want to walk God's way? You really want to walk God's way? 
It doesn't start with a step. It starts with a kneel. Hate to tell you that, but it does. It starts with a kneel. That's where it starts. You don't want to worry? You want to be happy? I do. I want to live today like it's my last day. I really do. Because I don't care about tomorrow. If God gives me tomorrow, great. But if he don't, I'm happy. I get to go home. I get to see what he promised. Just like Moses was talking about the promised land, God promised us a promised land. Don't leave these doors not knowing. Don't leave them. Don't leave them asking that question. Do I have God or do I not? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if that's the question you're asking yourself, odds are you don't. You really don't. I was asked a long time ago when I first got saved, at least I thought I was first saved. Clarify that because this guy really caught me off guard. You know, I said, you know, hey, I I gave my life to God. I'm saved now. And he said, well, how do you know? I said, what do you mean? He said, how do you know? I said, well, I went through the motions. (laughs) He said, so you don't really know? I said, I guess not. So the second time I went, and I, I, I kneeled at an altar and cried like a baby, I knew then. I knew then. Because I actually said, God, break my heart. Break it. Break this worldly heart so you can mend it back together. That's how I know. When somebody asks you, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because I got God living in me. Not I go to church. I'm a small group. I work with kids. I work with youth. I work with adults. I do all these great things. If that's your answer, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's between you and God, but I sure would maybe reevaluate it. Because honestly, if somebody says, how are you getting to heaven? How do you know you're saved? Rick, how do you know you're saved? How do you know you're getting to heaven? Rick's answer is, I got God in my heart. I've accepted him as my personal Savior. Because in reality, I'm sorry to walk around, in reality, that's it, guys. That's it. But you got to get there. You have to get there. Not me. Not Jeff, not anybody. You want the fruit of the Spirit? You want to be faithful? You want to show Him you're faithful? Get on your knees. Ask Him into your heart. You want to be happy? And I promise you, you give Him 100%, you can't outgive Him. Your life will change your worries will will really start to become small. And when they come up again, you just keep giving them to him. Because that's what he says. Just give them to me.
And when you have him as your personal savior, it's so much easier to do that. But don't leave here doubting. Don't leave here with stuff on your heart. If you're hurting, if there's something in your life that you're hurting on, this is the place to leave it. Not out there. The world ain't going to help you. It's right here. Why? Because God is faithful. He is so faithful. He'll never leave you. And he'll never, ever turn his back on you. But it starts with you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. We know we can never be as faithful as you are to us. But Lord, we strive to to walk in your way. We know that way's hard. We know that the the straight and narrow is, is so much harder. We know that showing faithfulness to you is, is going to be tough. But Lord, we understand that you sent us a helper and that you are always there for us. You are always reaching out. Lord, we thank you so much for that. We thank you for the gift, the expression of your faithfulness to send us your son to die on the cross, to pay for something that we cannot pay for. We thank you so much for that, Father. I ask you today, Lord, to touch my life again, to touch my heart, to make me refocused, to be faithful for you, to give me the strength and the courage to walk in God's way, in your way. Lord, I also pray that if there's anybody here, no matter what they're going through, they might have already accepted you as their personal Savior. Maybe they're just going through something tough. Maybe they feel like they've been knocked down. Lord, I ask that they raise their eyes. They look to you and they just give it to you. And they just get the strength from you knowing that you are so faithful and that you love them so much. And Lord, if there is anybody here that hasn't given their life to you, let it be today. Let them feel what it feels like not to worry, just to be happy. Knowing that tomorrow, if it comes, it comes, but if it don't, they're going to have an eternity with you. Lord, as as the music plays, just let it touch lives. And we also, Lord, we're going to do our offering in a minute, and we just ask that you bless each and every one of us. Just give to what we feel we should give, Lord. Touch our lives. Let us be generous givers. And let it all go to the glory of your kingdom. Knowing that it's, it's our promised land. That it will never go away and you will never turn your back on us. Once again, Father, just thank you so much for everything you've given us and everything you will give us. Just thank you so much. We give everything to you, Father, in your blessed Son's name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us 
Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.